Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Robin Akiva need a podcast. We are back to talk about season three, episode seven of Lost. And here I am back with the man who is the man who has been on the co-founder of so many podcasts, a sequester superstar. Here is the great Akiva Winokur. Akiva, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited Are you to ready talk to about get lost. Uh yes, I've been lost and we I think we will get found today. We uh we have a fishbowl of different mm-hmm. television ideas. We always watch season 3 episode 7. Uh so we put 100 balls in the fishbowl. All of them said lost. Yes. And so we're going to talk about lost today because we have friends Rob who talk about the television show Lost. Yes. But I think we own the rights to talk about season 3 episode 7. Above what anybody else can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for some time, everybody knows season three, episode seven. uh, That's our thing. All right, Mike. So we're good to. Oh, uh, whoa. Robin and Kiva are in our our podcast recording room. This is very strange. didn't realize you guys signed up. Did we book the the studio at the same time? Yeah. uh, It's uh, five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it's uh, it's eight, eight, sixteen. Uh, it's eight fifteen when I started talking. It's th- it's at three sixteen a.m. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a Jira numbers. Uh, what are you guys doing here? Season three, Season three episode, episode seven. seven of this, Lost. Yeah, this is the Down the Hatch podcast, the Lost Rewatch podcast that we do on Push the Recaps every week. We trademark Season three episode seven. You can't do it. Uh, well, it got bad news. For you. We all we already did. Hmm. All right. Okay. Well, let's let's settle something here. Since nobody wants to see anyone of the four of us fight whatsoever mm-hmm. in any capacity, let's just quit. Should we? Yeah. Oh, is this our golden ticket? Is this how we get out of the game, Akiva? Mm. This is the last episode. Oh my no, god. Let's, let's not bail. Let's share the load. Let's collaborate here. Look, if Jack and the others can work together, I'm sure Down the Hatch can collaborate with Renap for just one podcast here to talk about season three, episode seven of Lost. It's territory. That is both well worn on both of our ends, so it makes sense to do a collab here. Who are, flash who is the who are the tailies in this scenario? Well, I think the two of you are are because we're on the Down the Hatch podcast feed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know is this a Down the Hatch episode or a Renap episode? Because ha- I I I don't think we. I assume you played the Renap theme song to, mm-hmm. to start this because we haven't. Yeah. We haven't done any. I don't want to. I don't want to get some bad reviews in our iTunes feed. I don't know. Yeah, are we doing a mailbag? Uh, do you have your mailbag with you? Are we spinning the wheel? I well, feel there, like is if, a, if, there is a frozen donkey wheel that we long yeah. abandoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So so I feel like, like the answer is no. I think this is down the hatch then. I uh, think you're... It feels I'll like you are it. sandbagging it for, for the review's purposes. So essentially, mm. we could call this episode not in Renap. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, this is our 100th episode. Yeah. This, this, in is, this is 99C, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what happened to B? I feel like we did a few bonus ones along the way. We just have to pretend it's not 100. Okay. So you go you go by letter as well. The first bonus show is A. The second one's B. And so I think just... that's how bonus works. Yeah. B is for that, bonus. That's how you name C hurricanes, for... right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that works. All right. Well, let's. Well, you know, you're here. You're in our. You're in our podcast studio. We booked the same time. We were. We were all going to talk about Lost anyway. Uh, Mike and I had. We, we've already talked about not in Portland, season three, episode seven. Um, we were going to talk about the next one, season three, episode eight. But I guess we could Such do a like big summer for Portland. We could do a pit stop. Yeah, we could, really we blazing a trail to Hydra Island. We could do a pit stop here. We could talk. We could talk season three, episode seven again, especially if we've got. Robin Akiva. How did season three, episode seven become a thing on Robin Akiva need a podcast? And for people who only listen to Down the Hatch since they're in our feed, mm-hmm. could one of you explain what Robin Akiva need a podcast even is? You go, Rob. You go first in the name. So Akiva and I, uh, we actually started on post show recaps in our podcasting adventure together. We did a rewatch of Seinfeld and we went through uh, 179 some odd episodes of Seinfeld. Is that the right episode count? I think 180, but there's some doubles. We, okay. I, well, no, 179B, like I believe it was. Yes. Uh, so we did all of Seinfeld and then we had a, a little bit of a break and we said, hey, we should get the gang back together and podcast uh, again. And we didn't couldn't figure out what to do. We didn't want to commit to anything. So what we ended up deciding on was a wheel of ideas where we can uh, make a commitment to podcast just about every week. And then uh, we didn't have to commit to a format where we could spin a wheel and talk about whatever came up on the wheel, whatever listener suggests an idea uh, comes up on the wheel. And when we were originally trying to figure out what to do, somebody had suggested what if you just watch a you know uh season five episode 12 or season three episode seven and we thought that since most shows don't go that high or have like uh you know low episode counts season three episode seven was a good round number that uh sounded good and a lot of shows uh most you know shows that have a run at least get to season three have seven episodes in a season and so uh that's where the season three episode seven fishbowl came from now rob did you, you could- accidentally say you got the gang back together because rob mccelenny is in this from it's always sunny in philadelphia is that the name of the episode in which you guys made the podcast <laughs> uh no it was not but i did uh notice that on the uh rewatch of this episode today i was like wait hold on is that really is that, is that Mac? Right? little yeah. Mac. yeah well, I think he just sh- shows up on shows he's a fan of because I believe he's also a Game of Thrones guy, right? right. I think he shows yeah. up in Game of Thrones. Yeah. The, we did also, Rob, we should mention, since we're on Down the Hatch, we invented the podcast of, a, you know, full episode rewatch podcast uh, series, right? We're the yeah, first I think people you to go are the back. ones who pioneered that field. Mm-hmm. We invented it. In the podcast. I'm sure meeting. somebody did it before us, but it wasn't as hot as it is now. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. if anyone did it before you. Uh, now everyone's got the TV rewatch podcasts, even of shows mm-hmm. people barely care about. Well, there's mm-hmm. no shows left. Yeah, you can really mm-hmm. only look back. You we have only, to. We have to go rewatch. back. We it's have true. to go back. We don't really <laughs> we don't have, mm-hmm. have much of a choice now, Rob. I know that RHAP in its uh, inception 
uh, was doing some Lost coverage. Yes. My final season of Lost was one of the first <laughs> things you ever podcasted about. Yeah, the in the origin story of uh, Rob has a podcast that back in uh, 2010, I, I had like messed around with podcasting in 2009 and just was like talking to, uh, like calling up people on the phone and talking to my wife and really nobody was listening. But then the final batch of episodes was coming up for lost and my friend uh ryan popola who uh has been on the big brother podcast a couple times uh this season uh said hey i call dibs on talking about the final season of lost he's a big lost guy and then also it was going to be survivor heroes versus villains so really the culmination of those two tv events uh was really would say okay all right let me bring the podcast back weekly to talk about what's on tv yeah, 2010 was really the year of good versus evil, at least in the, was the spring, the first half of the year. Yeah. So then, so then Akiva, because we've heard you talk about Lost a few times on uh, Renat proper, particularly I think just sort of like what Lost is remembered for. But I don't think we know your particular history with the show. Were you keeping up with it as it was airing live? Did you catch up after the fact? Because I know you obviously watched the show, if not more than the episode we're talking about today. Uh, yeah, so I did not start with episode one of Lost, um, but I but a couple episodes. I remember like getting excited about the preview and then maybe missing the first few for like technical reasons, and then binging the first maybe twelve at a time. And then I never missed. I like I never did not watch an episode live probably for the next five and a half seasons. I'd say I never cared about a television show as much as I did Lost during peaking during the season one finale. And then maybe peaking a second time, uh, probably by the season three finale, and then maybe cratering after that. But Were you like I, a, a message board guy? Were you going online? Were you posting fan theories? Uh, I was a huge message boards guy, but I never wrote one word about Lurker. Lurker. I was, just, Lurker. I was, yeah, I was you, were, Lurker you were the whispers. You were the yeah. ghosts in the background, just sort of watching people and not commenting. Mm -hmm. I loved reading. You know, there was hundreds of websites with here are the unanswered questions, like making lists of what are the unanswered right. questions. You could talk about it with all your friends, certainly all your like nerdy friends. Uh, every, if you remember, there was a very specific loss thing where like everyone had like fate. Do you remember Facebook episode recaps? You'd have like 10 people on your Facebook feed who'd like at recap. I don't know. Maybe it was just me would like recap every lost episode. They used to have like this. It's not like a notes app, but in Facebook, they would have like a, place where you could post maybe like longer form oh, yeah, stuff. No, I, I believe there was like a note section within yeah where you people would write like a, like a recap of yeah, like their a column. lot of people i had a bunch of friends who were doing that um and so there was so much literature on lost and it was a fun thing to watch and we'd have friends over for big episode uh you know watch parties particularly for the first few season finales um and then are we allowed to spoil things on the show yeah big time big time okay yeah, yeah how much worse the, after huge that huge watch. huge lost spoiler alert if you're just like a renat person who has stumbled into this we, we do the full spoilers of lost so if you ever had plans to watch lost and you haven't done it yet mm -hmm. you should you should see to those plans before you listen any further i'm running out of gas on the filibuster this is enough time for you to navigate away Akiva, you can continue speaking. Yeah, no. So I think sense. to me, the show, the show lost its way. I think like the most impactful thing something they lost could do was kill off a character. And when, say, major spoiler alert, you know, Charlie dies or something, it's like you feel it in your bones. Right. Right. Yeah. But then it's like when people are living in like four different dimensions and they're dead in three of them, it's less impactful. 
And there's really nothing that can happen that ultimately matters because there's so many worlds. And maybe it's because I'm dumb and I wasn't able to follow and, and other people were. Well, you hate but, sci-fi, right? This is why this is why I'm yeah. surprised that you made it through Lost and that like Lost was such mm-hmm. a big deal for you. Because even like season two starts like taking a real turn in the sci-fi with like the Dharma Initiative stuff. Yeah. So like was it like was it because like the character work was still strong or it was just like still event TV? It was like the community thing that kept you in. I think, well, the characters were interesting. I do think, like, there is a big overlap between Lost fans and people who like the show Survivor. Like, I yeah. think it's particularly yeah. popular it's in all, that, all like, that tiny island. world we live in. But I don't know. Yeah, it was a really good show, and it, 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 it just spoke to me. And, like, I was mad that the polar bear was there on, you know, episode one or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> mad. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I was like, if, it, if, if I was, you know, Damon and Carlton, I would have, there would not have been one science fiction element in the whole show. And the show would still be on the air. My wife makes fun because we used to watch. You could have kept it going. Yeah, would have kept it going. Yeah, I'm here for that. Lost into a sci-fi Simpsons. Uh, Mm -hmm. Have it be running for what would this would be? Sure, sixteen. Walt Walt is still twelve. We'd be we would be on we'd be on season sixteen of Lost right now. Season sixteen, episode seven is what we would be talking about. What would be happening on the island at this point if Akiva Winokur was in charge of the show? A Hurley Jr. would, uh, would have... <laughs> also known as HJ. Right. HJ, HJ Yikes. is not bad. Yikes! Put him on your island, Josh. What he said it. My family family podcast. But uh, wait, no. Social recap. No, no. Free this, for all. no. Tell the hatch is not a family podcast. But uh, the truth. My wife likes to make fun because if you remember, ABC incredibly launches Lost, Desperate Housewives, and then Grey's Anatomy in the same season. And Desperate Housewives has almost been forgotten as like a television show. Lost is still celebrated, but feels like it's, you know, old, ancient television. Yeah. And Grey's Anatomy is still on the air somehow. And she, of course, of those three shows, likes Grey's Anatomy. She's like, well, if Lost was good, it'd still be on. You know, it's good Grey's Anatomy, which I still watch every Well, evening. I think that's that's an interesting thing, though. I do feel like sort of like Grey's Lost would just really have to cycle. Because, like, I can't imagine even your most devoted yeah. people like your Terry O'Quinn and your Matthew Foxes would, would want to yeah. be on for 16 years. I, and yeah. they all just seem to hate living in Hawaii also, so it just wasn't tenable. I do think it's time right now... The, you know, once shows can, you know, fully, you know, staff up and get back to filming, I think it's time for some sort of lost spinoff or reboot. I think we're ready. We're getting right close. Now. I do think we're getting close. I think we're yeah, getting, I mean, you know, every every day we are closer to the the inevitable lost reboot. It's I, such I, valuable IP. I, I think it's I agree. gotta be. There. I, I, there's there's you a know, New York Comic Con chat with Damon and Carlton that obviously, like, it's yeah. not necessarily announcing anything, but it does come a bit weird on the 16 year anniversary of the pilot for it to happen. So who knows? Things may be afoot. I'd be What's J.J. Abrams doing? I don't know. He's uh he's like producing rolling a bunch cash, of stuff. Yeah. He's rolling in yeah. money. He's he might be too rich to like worry about you know bringing another plane to Hawaii in the. Well, I don't parts. know. Uh, depending on your thoughts about Episode Nine of Star Wars, I don't know if I want J.J. Abrams to help any. Sort well, of I'll give reboot. you my thoughts on Episode Nine of Star Wars. When? Rob, explain. Rob, explain it to me, and I'll tell you. I'll give you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> be like hey remember the emperor uh well mm. here he is again I know he's uh, back. spoiler know alert yeah yeah oh we, we, we didn't say they were gonna back. be star wars spoilers no there's here. no emperor striking back i'm sorry don't tell anyone mm. about uh darth vader and his connection well, with Luke. So, so, so all that being said so obviously again you guys have histories of loss but i can imagine that getting back into this episode is probably the first time in a while that either one of you have watched a lost episode yeah, like, so, you, so you both watched this one not in portland season three episode yes. seven yeah i did yeah. What kind of people? Yeah, would you invite us on a podcast for seeing the episodes of them? You think we're not watching the episode? Yeah, I don't know. We're it's professionals. Possible. I don't know what happens on post show recaps, Rob, but back on Renap, we watched the shows except one time I forgot to watch and I 
Akibi, yeah, you, you sound like that guy who like graduated high school a while ago and then came back to the high school like, oh my god, let's go to the dogs. When I was here, no, we I didn't do things listen. like this. I came back to whip you guys in the ship. Watch the episode. How little do you think? Do you think? <laughs> I usually just read a recap and then get mm-hmm. on. The, yeah, the usually on, on you've seen it Facebook before, page. right? Yeah, you know, right. I, just, I saw this I in it. two in two thousand eleven or whenever. You know, I haven't rewatched a single episode for this recap. Uh, yeah, uh, no, February seven, February seventh, two thousand seven was uh, the air date. And actually, uh, the reason why I brought that up is because I brought in some like inspired Robin Akiva based segments throughout this episode to sort of connect the two podcasts. And I know that Ooh. a couple of go- times you guys talked about uh, podcasts about a specific date in time, talking about what happened on that particular yeah. day. So I have a few facts about February seventh, two thousand seven. If you'd like to hear it, would love Please. to. Uh, do you guys want to guess what the number one movie was on February 7th, 2007? Hmm. 2007. Uh, so, so you we, are we, not going to get it right. I guarantee okay. you. Uh, February 7th, it's not a big blockbuster movie time, Mike. It's like with the garbage that couldn't make Oscar season or mm-hmm. holiday season. Yeah, so is there anything from like the Oscars uh, pool that is still oh, yeah. in theaters? That is like uh, The uh, Artist. Uh, I think The Departed was the winner of that year. Mm-hmm. I think it was the 2007 Best Picture winner. So I'm trying to mentally connect what else might have been competitive around it. Blood Diamond, because Leo did both of those. He got nominated for Blood Diamond, but not The Departed, which I still think is bullshit. I'm going to guess like The Conjuring 2. I don't know if that's a movie. <laughs> I don't I know. The Conjuring movie. didn't come out until several years after the fact, but okay, we'll okay. lock in The Conjuring the prequel. 2. Yeah, yeah, the prequel. Let's mm. go. Let's in solidarity. We'll say The Conjuring 2. All right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I would say you were way off, but you're, I don't know, you're pretty close in that it was not an Oscar-based film, but it was one that was actually talked about in the Oscars because the number one movie was Norbit, starring Eddie Murphy. Mm. <laughs> that was 2007? Classic. Yeah, that was 2007. So the big Crappy movie diaper up? Norbit. I don't even know. What it's, what's it about? So Norbit tells the story of a young man named Norbit, played by Eddie Murphy, who is romanced by a woman by the name of Wilhelmina, I believe, played by Eddie Murphy, uh, who is... Oh, no. No, I don't think so. Just very... uh, I don't know. She's a lot. And I think it's it's just about how poor Norbit gets corrupted by her. But the big thing was that Eddie Murphy, I think, was nominated for an Oscar that year for Dreamgirls. For Norbit? No, for Dreamgirls, and people no. thought he would win until they saw Norbit, and people say, like, well, Oscar voters were so turned off by Eddie Murphy and Norbit that they decided he, not to give him anything. How did he do at the Razzies that year? I think he might have won, actually. Yeah. Well, mm. I, I always thought the Razzies are a scam. Like, there's no actual Razzies award show. It's like one guy who just, like, <laughs> who just, like, Well, would you show up if you were page. invited? If you were invited to the Razzies, I like, as an nominee. some people would. Yes, yeah, I think they would. I think Harry did. Yeah, I think they, I, I even think that's myth. Like, I, I like, show me a picture of her. Like, I, I think maybe they used to have, like, a very small luncheon, but I don't think it still exists. Uh, looks like they, <laughs> in the good, they won Razzies for Worst Actor for Eddie Murphy, Worst mm. Supporting Actor for Eddie Murphy, and Worst Supporting Actress for Eddie Murphy. So, wow. Rare so feet, triple M, Norbit triple really Catholic. cleaned up. Yeah, should a regot be something like you win a Razzie mm-hmm. and an egot? Has yeah. anyone? I bet <laughs> I mean, you replace it. We have like an eagle. Have a Razzie. I bet a lot of people that have, probably uh, have an egot have won Razzies. Mike, can you look that up for they us? Probably say yes to everything. That's how they got an egot. That's I want to call true. it a, the egort. Yeah. Oh, egort. Egort. That's not yeah. bad. An Ansel. Yeah. Ansel. Oh, <laughs> Ansel egort. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, uh, I think it's cancel. Someone yeah. said it's a cancel Elgort now. Yeah, I believe that's yeah. correct. I do think that's right. I think that's what right. do you think the number one song 
was on February 7, 2007. I know you guys are music experts. Um, yeah, pretty pretty obviously, obviously something what the from the Norbit soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Norbit soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it was an original song from Norbit soundtrack. Norbit's in orbit. You want to give us like a hint? Number one song. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's from an, a very big artist today. If you get uh, the artist, lady's Beyonce. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's Beyonce. Uh, Whoa, it's irre- Eva. Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Irreplaceable. And I, also the number one song in the UK was a song that I have actually sung previously on Renap, Grace Kelly by Mika. So it all connects. Oh, you uh, sang a song on Renap? Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, the podcaster. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot Sorry. about that. I thought we were doing a bit. Uh, but the the and also the number one. I won't have you guys guess this. The number one nonfiction book on Wednesday, February seventh, two thousand seven. The Audacity of Hope by Barack Obama. So even mm-hmm. pre presidency, oh. Barack Obama came up on those shelves in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Also, like uh, like Mac Mulroney, he makes a cameo in Lost. Yeah, Barack no, Obama <laughs> was. Uh, he he shows up season four, episode nine. Well, no, I think that's the ship that they go to, right? The Barack Obama? Yes, I do think that's correct. I think that's right. Um, could you locate yourselves in February of 2007? What were, mm-hmm. what were you gentlemen doing at that moment in time? What were you doing, Rob? I was uh, working and, uh, you know, uh, hanging out in uh, my apartment. Uh, really uh, nothing uh, too exciting. I remember, uh, you know, watching this episode, um, but I don't have any like uh, I, I couldn't place uh, something specific I was uh, working on at this exact moment. Yeah, I was 24. I was married with a child. I w- it was my first year in the workforce, I think. Yeah, because I graduated college in, in, in 2006. I'm 23. Sorry. And then, uh, um, yeah, I was a, I was a teacher in, in a high school and I would I would run home. Because I wouldn't get home till like eight o'clock at night. The school went late, and I had a long commute. And this was the first episode after like a three and a half month hiatus. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, I, it's interesting because this episode is the fir- they never reached the heights of the ratings they had before this break, which this was not the writer's strike. If I if I remember. No, that. yeah, no, that's the year this, later. This, yeah. this was they planned out a six episode mini arc to take yes. place because uh, they didn't like November. They, for some reason, they decided that um, they couldn't do reruns on Lost. We're like, we're going to do regular episodes, but the reruns, for some reason, didn't rate well at all. And like, all right, we're going to do like six and then 16. Which feels like counter to the to the experience you hear a lot of people who had with like the first season, especially of like right. they they got on board, mm-hmm. like maybe like episode like six or seven of season. That, that was one. my story. Yeah. And then, like, ABC had reruns, and before, like, you could get the DVD, that was the way that you'd be able to to catch up. Also, if Lost is in season 16, like, it is being syndicated out the wazoo, right? Like, it's airing Mm. on Freeform, it's airing on Disney+. Plus. I think Lost crossed the threshold to be syndicated. I'm surprised it never... I don't... I I think it is syndicated. I don't think it was, like, it ever got big bucks. I I think ABC.com, you probably could not watch the old episodes until season... Two or three, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. season one, you were. In I, I think not the DVDs to. were probably big business. They were uh, really they big. Would, yeah. They were some they, of the biggest. Well, and yeah, I think also, also when you're a show that's predicated on Netflix, like well. bonus things and mystery stuff, like they yeah. jam pack stuff in there, so it, it made it even more uh, of a, of a just a reason to buy them. Yeah, and and if I recall from this uh, 
era of Lost, like I do feel like that this is really when uh, like the uh, the fan base is starting to get restless with mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. Like I remember yes. that, like the like you know the Entertainment Weeklies of the world uh, like starting to talk about how this season is not working. Uh, people are not necessarily happy with what's going on on Lost. Yeah, I think, you know, this is the season where Damon and Carlton are going to successfully pitch ABC on like, you gotta let us stop, please. (laughs) We can't do this. Mm -hmm. We're not Akiva. We can't keep this going another time. You see that episode about Jack's tattoos? Like, it's not happening. We're not at that point right now with this episode. But yeah, it's like, it's literally two episodes from now, I believe, where they do that episode, the Jack's tattoos. We've already passed by Locke, the pot farmer, and Sawyer going to jail. I think they point at the Jack's tattoo episodes. They're like, you cannot make us do this anymore. Like, this mm-hmm. is not good. This is bad. And ABC says, all right, you can end it after 10 seasons. And the negotiation takes place from there. And they, they landed at six. Um, but yeah, I think season season three in, in the weekly airing, you you feel the stress marks of the of the show, the stretch marks even of the of the show of like this is just it's going on for a long time. It it seems like it's spinning its wheels, and it picks up that momentum later on with uh, you know uh, rushing towards the we have to go back stuff and the flashcards. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't uh, think they ever picked up the casuals, so they, it comes back to mm-hmm. like from monster numbers. Season three, I think, was smoke technically its, its biggest. Yes, yeah, smoke monster numbers. Season three was its biggest season in terms of like. You know, this was the point where people were starting to cut the cord and like TV numbers were cratering a little bit. So maybe the numbers were down, but it was this was the only season that was ever in the top 10 of, you know, TV viewership. But it's out of the top 30 by season six, which really like a niche show for the diehards at that point. Um, but this is like it went, I think, from 17 million at when when it ended the fall, like, you know, six episode arc to 14 this episode. And then it's 12 by the next week and really never bounces back above 12. So they were, like Rob said, the people were sort of jumping off ship at this point a little bit. Not a lot of people, but some of the very casual. It's a little sad that they did because, you know, obviously Josh and I sort of rate the episodes against each other. But I think it's a it's a fun episode to watch. I think especially after a while when you're really looking to get back into it, especially it's a little cathartic because, as you said, people were not entirely happy with mm-hmm. these six episodes of Hydra Island of, you know, Kate and Sawyer and Cages the entire time. So to have an episode of them breaking out paired with a big mystery being solved with this mysterious character Juliet makes for a fun time in my opinion but I would love to hear what you guys thought especially you know relitigating this episode after probably a long time not seeing it uh, before that good yeah <laughs> anyway, well, I mean uh, it, I, I remember being it uh, you know the big cliffhanger I guess where Jack ends up uh, you know Cut, you know, cutting Ben and, uh, you know, is Ben going to die on the operating table and then ultimately uh, coming back to that? Uh, I don't remember the mystery of uh, Juliet's identity uh, being like a big one that I was uh, particularly like, oh, I got to know about what's going on. I think I was uh, more interested and invested in the, uh, you know, the core characters that were at the heart of this one. Yeah, I mean, this is the first Juliet flashback, right? And and she does get a bunch, I think, in future seasons. I was what is never... she doing now? Elizabeth Mitchell. Yeah, let's let's, let's, right let's do some IMD bags on Elizabeth Mitchell. She was. Uh, yeah. she I was, know she was on V. Right? She was on V. She, she was, was on, on v. v. She was on once. She was on Once Upon a Time. So she showed up in a bunch of Lost copycats. She was recently uh, a series regular on The Expanse. 
I believe she uh, she was the lead character in the third Purge movie. Oh boy, that's not going great. Is that right? Yeah, she was. She played the president, I believe, in the in the that's third Purge film. Downward trajectory. That's that's a, not great. Oh, it's, hmm. it's a, so it looks like, like you said, she was in The Expanse. She was in a series called Dead of Summer, which I believe was a, was a show about like uh, your typical Camp Crystal Lake. Akiva, cover your ears, like a uh, slasher. Oh, people like that. Thing. I think people thought that was fun. The Dead of Summer. Uh, most recently, she that. did something called The Christmas Club, which sounds like a movie called calling uh, <laughs> Cody Cody Calabari, right? Yeah, to be a part yeah. of. Is that a, is that a Hallmark movie? Uh, if once you're doing Hallmark, that's uh, you were on a you were on network TV. Now you're doing holiday movies. That's yes. She plays. She plays the lead role of Olivia Bennett. Two uh, busy strangers meet and they help an elderly woman find her lost Christmas savings. Uh, something went wrong. Interesting. Yeah, people Who's love doing? her. Yeah, I guess, though, I, I hope that I mean, it seems like she has four projects in post. So maybe that means something. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a steep drop off. But I mean, it's it's tough to to see in terms of lost actors. Who else has really like mm-hmm. hit it big? You know, Evangeline I guess from, Lilly. Yeah, yeah I'd say from a box office perspective, Number it's got to be Evangeline yeah. Lilly, right? Number one. Number I one. don't know if, if we were going to do power rankings of the of the lost actors currently. Uh, I don't know. She's probably not in the top 10. Uh, I think it's Evangeline Lilly number one for sure, and then I would say it's probably Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, uh, yeah, DD well. D- 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 K. I mean, depends. Like, do you call success like having a role on a very long running? You know, not like pop- there was I call like, success show running. Like, yeah, you know, I think he he you know he was on Hawaii Five O for a long time, but he's been a very prolific producer. I think he's like a social media darling. I think Daniel Day a Kim has had a, he's had a he's had a great is um, he on TikTok? He's had a great voice acting career. So uh, he was in the uh, Always Be My Maybe. Remember that? Oh yeah, he was the jerk. He was Ali Wong's jerk ass boyfriend. There's a few people who've been like really steady workers since yeah. Lost. Like Michael Emerson has never not been employed. Uh, right. Well, well, that's. I think. I think if you're measuring like the 2010 to 2015 immediate post Lost career, I think he's number one because uh, he was in Person of Interest, which is another one of those like. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was solving crimes with crimes with Jesus Christ himself. Like, how can you get any better than that? Even though uh, Matthew Fox also, I did remember, was it Matthew Fox it, like played the villain in like a Tyler Perry movie, but didn't get that, but wasn't like produced by Tyler I think Perry? Of the main, I think of the main cast, probably uh, the, the hardest fall. Is he retired through. from acting? He hasn't done much in a while. Nothing is, since 2015. Yeah. Uh, Does he have a scandal or he uh, is just retired? We don't really know. There's, there was some stuff about him some years ago that didn't seem pleasant. Yeah. But even, I think that. Um, Post lost, I feel like that he did some. He did something. He did so still, yeah. Well, he did. He had advantage. Well, I think he did vantage point while he was doing lost. But yeah, Alex Cross was the movie where he was in. Where I remember it was like, oh, Matthew Fox has broken bad. Now he's this badass murderer wearing tattoos and doing chin ups in a prison cell. Yeah, hasn't acted since 2015. That's crazy. I he must be impossible to deal with behind the scenes. I, I would have bought a lot of stock in in uh, Sawyer becoming a uh, in you know Josh Holloway. Yeah, me too. Well, I was going to say, I, th- I think Holloway really is actually, again, if we're, if we're tracking the, like, I don't think Holloway has had, like, a huge breakout hit, but he did 
what uh not skyfall what is it called the alien show ghost protocol he did oh i thought you were talking about uh spy movies he was in ghost protocol uh, mission impossible oh you know you know what he's on the show that that we're not sure yeah there's a real show yellowstone kevin costner's the paramount soon to be paramount plus (laughs) yeah Uh, he's the show that allegedly exists it exists it exists people seem to like yellowstone i think he's playing some sort of like a uh, uh, big money man, bad guy who's showing up to give Kevin Costner some trouble in season three is my understanding. Yeah, well, he says, hell. like trying to hide Holloway. the fact that he's been avid Yellowstone watcher. Uh, yeah, Holloway, he was in Colony was the show that That's you were asking at, which I, I stand Colony. I think uh, Colony getting canceled is when everything else gets canceled and then saved with a uh, put it on Netflix petition. Makes me very sad that no one petitioned for Colony and Colony just sort of died. Uh, it was actually a high quality show, but he's he led a lot of shows that didn't make it very far, mm, uh, right. and so like, he had like a string of, of of bad luck in terms of some of the shows that he was leading that just didn't go anywhere. He's and not so, a franchise anchor; it doesn't seem like it. And so now he's like a uh, special guest star, bad guy on Yellowstone. So like yeah. maybe the you know the remainder of his career will be like special guest star, bad guy spots. Uh, how how dare we not say in terms of people who've had incredible success post Lost, uh, but like even a big deal pre Lost? I would say Michelle Rodriguez is in that conversation for yeah. sure. I mean, same mm-hmm. thing with. Ian summer all they're right like i just came from angela watching the vampire diaries on netflix mindlessly and he was on that for like eight years post lost you sure she wasn't watching uh v wars what's you know what that wars? is v wars i think that's what he's on now this is a vampire show on netflix it's, oh it's not, not the, the show that elizabeth mitchell vampire. was on no it's no different. that's yeah, it's a, it's a spin-off where they that's go to war me. V Wars is a vampire like zombie show where like vampirism outbreaks in the world and everyone's getting sick with being a vampire. And Ian Summerhalder, I don't think is a vampire in that one. I think he's like, but he's in it. Vampires. Yeah, his friend gets turned into a vampire and he's like trying to help his friend stop being a vampire. Well, ironically like enough, I mean, he was one of the first characters to die on Lost, and now he plays someone undead or someone who knows someone who's undead for the rest of his life. Do either of you have, like, really spicy takes on, on season three, episode seven of Lost? It's just, like, a fine one to, to jump back in. Like, did you feel any kind of nostalgia revisiting any of these characters? It's kind of weird that we give you an episode of Lost. I guess the season three, episode seven format gives you the episode mm-hmm. of Lost that doesn't take place on the island yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's one one of only two episodes to not play. I, to not yes, show I heard. I heard. Yeah. Um, so the boyfriend of uh, Ben's daughter's boyfriend, uh, Carl. Does any, Carl. Does anything ever happen with that guy? Yeah, or he, gets just, he gets shot. He gets yeah, shot. So he, shot. He, basically, he basically gets yeah. used as like a go between. Like he gets. I think he somehow ends up getting back into Ben's clutches. Finds out that he's going to attack them, and then runs back. And then he gets shot up along with Danielle Russo next yeah. season. I remember even in 2007 being like uh, like uh, majorly eye rolling of that we're going to incorporate this teen drama well, he, into he really fits a mold that like this is this is like a, a real like sweet spot for Rob Sesternino rage right yeah is like yeah. the is like the the teenage angst side plot that comes yes. into like your prestige drama <laughs> that never works on any show has <laughs> never been done this is well. like your least favorite thing least in favorite any show. every show <laughs> well, I can imagine it. that Rob was rooting for Carl to stay in that room forever with yeah. the what was, and what was that room what were they doing with him what, what what was that the clockwork orange of uh we're gonna brainwash him brainwash him into what what were they gonna do with him 
Mike's theory was uh, something about like they're trying to get the dudes of the island under control, right? Yeah, that's my my theory is that uh, because you see in the in the scene that Alex and Kate like have no reaction to it whatsoever, and Sawyer is staring googly eyed at it. That somehow yeah. this movie conditions the men of the island. Maybe it's because they feel like the men are the more irascible and more likely to. So rise you think up. that Ben sees that this dude is like uh, trying, trying to date his it. daughter, yeah. and so yeah. he's basically like trying to like uh, psychologically castrate him and watching these videos. I think that I mean, it worked, right. worked for my father-in-law, so I think you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander. It makes uh, sense because you know the of the of the issues on the island, like people can't get pregnant on the island, or people can get pregnant on the island, but they don't survive the pregnancy, and babies aren't born on the island anymore, and it seems like it's related to like the electromagnetic stuff uh that maybe this is like their very intense abstinence program uh yeah. is what's going on in room 23 it's like, it's like don't, hey, if you're, well, if you're gonna do it you're gonna go into the room afterwards and watch a flower and a bunch of doll eyes and yeah going up a like really there. gonna kill the mood for you yeah Akiva, this was kind of like in my high school where they showed us that video of the miracle of birth yeah I don't know. I went to a more religious school. I didn't. I, they didn't yeah. show us videos like that. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching that one uh, forever because <laughs> I think they like. I, th- I believe the baby came out like blue, and as someone who has gone through it, that's not what happens usually. Mm. So I was very confused for a while. I thought it would come out in like I don't know, in like blue porta potty fluid. When that would not be the yeah. case usually. Like, all right, uh, all you teenagers, you think that the, you you think that yeah, you you, you want to have fun? Watch this. Should we put the uh, full three-minute video that Carl watches into the crappy movie diaper for you guys? Can you really dress down the these creepy images? creepy movie diaper. Mm-hmm. That's not well, a maybe you should, go, you should do that, actually. A maybe creepy Halloween. movie diaper. Yeah. That's Halloween, creepy movie mm-hmm. diaper. Hey, you should, you know, so you should watch, uh, it's season four, episode eight. The final scene of that episode, Rob, you would like, because that's when uh, Kimi, if you remember Kimi, yes. the guy from the freighter, uh, he and his like hit squad show up and assassinate Carl. Carl's just like sitting oh, in good. the middle of the jungle, yeah. and him and Alex are hanging out, and they're stopping for like a canteen break because they're on their way to like leave the place and find safety somewhere. And there's just like a sound that's like plunk, and then Carl looks mm-hmm. down, and his canteen is leaking, and he's been shot through the heart. Yeah, it was very sad when Ben's daughter gets shot, but I'm yeah, sure that I, I'm sure that I probably was happy when uh, the boyfriend got got it. Yeah, you could tell when the when the writers and and producers like hated a guy based on how gruesome their death was. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I hated the actor, or like you know, uh, we're responding to you know the Nicky and Palestine like well, responding to the audience hatred of the character. That's interesting because uh, we're only two episodes removed at this point from Mr. Echo's death. And the infamous story there is that if you're talking about actors who do not want to be in Hawaii for a long time, uh, Adewale basically got off the plane in Hawaii, said, nope, I want to go home. And so they wrote his death quite earlier than expected. And he gets his ass beat by the aforementioned smoke monster. So yeah. maybe that does reflect just how much they, they how they feel about the character. That always yeah. made me mad of that. Like, what was the story going to be with him? What, what, what were they going to do? Yeah, we we uh, we we were going through that the other week, and some of the theories are, or some of the 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 comments on the record from Damon Lindelof that uh, a lot of his story beats the Mister Echo story arc. It kind of got divided between Desmond and Ben. So a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that Desmond and Ben get into later on. So we were speculating 
was Echo going to be the time traveler? Was he going to be seeing some visions of the future? Was right. it going to get is, is him? Is he going to go off trouble? island and kill John Locke in, yeah. in pursuit of Jacob? So stuff like that. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think is is where we're going with with uh, with Echo. Um, Akiva, what stood out to you other than did you hate Carl as much as Rob hated Carl? I hated Carl. I was never an I was never a Rousseau's daughter fan. Yeah. Um I, I listen, my least favorite character is Ben. I know that's a hot take. Whoa! Interesting. I just find what? it degrading and annoying. <laughs> Although you know what? You also you hate Kevin Spacey, you yep. hate Paul Giamatti. Well, yep. I feel like that you, any these sort of like wormy sort of yep. villainous uh yep. what, what's your what's your opinion Chester. on Buscemi, Akiva? It's complicated. I, I I I like I like Buscemi, but but Buscemi's like one degree away from me, him being my least favorite person on earth. But I like him. If that makes any sense, <laughs> I don't know that it does. Like I'm close to describing him, but I like him. I don't feel like I would put him in that. Uh, GMI I also I hate Ethan. Ethan, it, do you have any cousins that you look exactly like? It's so weird that he's like Michael Tom Cruise's cousin, and he sort of looks exactly like Tom Cruise. You think they look a lot alike? They have the same face, I think. No, I, guess I, uh, I think especially bit. in the flashback when Ethan gets that longer hair, he looks a lot like Ethan, the character that Tom Cruise plays yeah. in uh, in, yeah. in in the in Mission Impossible. He's like that meme of like what you ordered versus what you get, <laughs> like with Tom Cruise. Oh, oh man, it's pretty good. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, wow. So you just think Ben just creeps you out, so you can't handle Ben. Uh, uh, this, this is Ben pretty, is this most is annoying. Creep- it's a creepy Ben episode because he's like on oh. the table and he's talking and stuff. They probably hated that. It is one of my least favorite uh, actors. First of all, you know, I guess Hurley's my favorite. Love Saeed. Like some of the, you know, some of the, the core 14 that's left is not, <laughs> is not, is not in yeah. this episode, right? Well, we're down, what are we down to? Uh, 12 at this point? Right? Charlie's lost, still alive. We right? lost two mm-hmm. of the originals. Yeah. 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 But, but we've also um, gained like, this is when Juliet and Ben become series regulars. So we just keep bringing people onto that, that Dharma van. Yeah. Um, I, I also like Richard Alpert is like such a cartoon character also at this point. You know, he's like everyone yeah. just has like everyone. Every bad guy in the show has unlimited resources and can literally make anything, including a, a, a you know, a bus accident happen at the exact same. At the yeah, exact can we talk right about time. the bus accident? Um, yeah, I mean, theories, bus accident theories? Yeah, I, I don't really know how they uh, paid that. It was like... Uh, I don't even know how that was possible. Of well, so the- if you, if you pause, if you look in the scene, like when uh, jerk ass Edmund is talking to Juliet, like there is a bus idling in the background, and so Josh has theorized that Richard Alpert might have been the one who driven the bus. Yeah, um, I thought that maybe he got his uh, license in figuring out how to drive a bike. Uh, Bre- Brendan Fitzpatrick pointed uh, out to us that maybe Ethan was the bus driver because otherwise, why is Ethan there aside to just to barely resemble? his cousin tom cruise so clearly it was it was somebody working with the others that strategized when to take this guy out with a bus mm-hmm. they, they're just waiting for him to step into the street i mean they come very close to hitting juliet that would have been bad that would have been the opposite of what they wanted they really mm-hmm. wanted juliet to go to well, like you gotta start then. like uh you know accelerating on that oh, bus wait, wait. long before that guy is like stepping the, off the curb yeah but the bad guys in the show are omniscient and never mess up you know like, but here's but you just gave me a really great theory though. There's only one lost cast member of old that we know is a very skillful driver. 
what if they got Ana Lucia, Michelle Rodriguez, to oh, drive that ooh, bus to clip Jelko mm-hmm. at the right angle and avoid yeah. Juliet by a needle? Yeah, hit the nitro. Yeah. Uh, it's all from a family. Mm-hmm. Ironically, in real life, isn't she not a great driver? Yeah. <laughs> Is she one of the... Hey. <laughs> Particularly with uh, right. with certain materials involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, the bed behind the curtain. How many people? How many people go got? Was this the season where they were all getting the DUIs? Is that this year? No, no that, that was, was the season previous. Yeah, okay. season two. Season two. Um, but the bed behind the curtain wanted to see if if we could all come up with a quick Mount Rushmore of people getting hit by a car slash bus. Uh, in which <laughs> Renap to, to, to petition I to assume the Renap by fictional, fictionally, fictionally. Well, I don't know actually. I think to petition to the Renap crowd, I think hit by a car, Claire has to be in there automatically, okay. right? Okay. <laughs> Wait, Rob, didn't we just talk about this because we? Because someone we, said like, yeah, we watched in the mo- in the movie. Spoiler alert: uh, murder mystery that somebody mm-hmm. got hit by a car ah, at yeah. the end. The bad guy got hit by a car at the end of the movie, and then uh, we talked about what a trope that is, where the bad guy just gets hit by a car at the end of the movie. And I think Will from America pointed out that Final Destination is like the first prominent death. I thought he said, I thought it was clueless. He thought he said, no, no, it's it's uh, Final Destination. I said Mean Girls, but Final yeah, Destination. Yeah, I, 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 I would put Mean Girls. I don't on think there, anyone in Clueless gets hit by a car. And- Sorry. No, well, no, She's because, just a because shares a version can't drive. Who can't drive. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I mean, they're <laughs> lucky that they didn't hit anyone on the freeway. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I'd say Final Destination, Mean Girls. Lost and hit by a car, Claire. Those are our four. Oh, Lost ended four. up making it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I would, you know what I would put up there? I would put my name is Earl up there. Because Earl got hit by a car. I don't think anyone knows as much about my name is Earl in my immediate As you? I don't I think do. that I have thought about that I mean, my name is yeah, Earl. I, I think you fast. might be the first person to mention it, other than when, like, those, like, Jason Lee gets his residuals. You know when you yeah. have those moments where you're like, wow, I literally have not thought about that in 10 years. That is what just happened with me and my name yeah. is Earl. Yeah. Mike, you might be able to get Jason Lee for a My Name is Earl rewatch podcast. <laughs> or a Jason Lee. No, I'm, yeah. if yeah. I'm getting someone, I'm getting Crab Man. Uh, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm getting Eddie. <laughs> is, that, uh, is that a My Name is Earl Joe? <laughs> yeah, that was the name of Joy's uh, husband. It's Crab Man. Who's Joy? <laughs> Joy was Jamie Presley's breakout character what, for my name. What would you do if you had a friend who was like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" And it's like, "Oh, me and uh, me and my lady friend, we've been binging. My name is Earl." We're on, I would. Like, I would what? I Where? would mobilize. I'd. I would. I would be calling a lot of numbers. DVDs, Rob. Yeah. I'd be checking uh, the availability of rooms in certain facilities. Yeah, they call mm. it uh, Earl and Hurl. That's what it is. I think is, they right? show you my name is Earl in room 23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that what Carl's opening sequence to my name is Earl? Yeah, that might be why we didn't recognize it. It's the no, title. the one thing I really remember from my name is Earl, which they mentioned. Uh, the make fun one of the rest thing of the... you know so much about my name yeah, is Earl. Yeah, but the one big thing that was referenced on Arrested Development was do you guys remember that it had the in magazine talking ads? Then when you would open it, it'd be like, my name is Earl. And like, it would be the most annoying. It's like one of those birthday cards that you open and a sound just spooks yeah, crap okay. out of you. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing. Because I remember they did that before the show to, to like advertise the show. And that's like the only thing anyone could talk about was how annoying those in-magazine ads were where Jason Lee is just shouting at you randomly in the middle of page 22. I have oh. a I have a question that's not about my name is Earl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn it. Well, I, I, I recuse myself. Should my name is place. Earl be in the fishbowl? <laughs> I just think there's no nostalgia for it. Did it make it to season three? Yeah, episodes? it did. Oh, it made it, 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 it a while. Wow. 
96 I'm, episodes almost syndicated. Maybe that's why. Episodes <laughs> but it was Zero? a time slot thing. It was like a, a Josh. It was more. TV. It was a bigger hit than Josh is remembering. I think. Really yeah. liked it. Yeah. I, I think it was probably part of the block with Joey. Uh, come to in the fall of 2005. Well, we'll be talking about that at some if point. If they were going to get my name is Earl to 96 episodes, they should have just you know shelled it out to to get it to syndication. Two part episode. Well, I think that syndicated 96. On. It's just less like. It, yeah. I don't. I think a hundred is not a magic number. It's just yeah. like, a, but it's, if it's cheaper, just make those four. Just make those four. Because my name is Earl. Feels like a show that would kill it. In I think the bit, the the pre, it's a rare comedy where the premise is really good. Like sometimes you have dramas like this. Some of the lost, you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about some of like the lost spinoffs had cool premises, but just were you know a shell of this show. Uh, and I think Earl has a cool premise, but like then once you get down to the nitty gritty of week to week sitcom, it was just like another show. Yeah, so, it clear, it, 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 its legs fell off after like the first season. Yeah. They were like, I think they sent Earl to jail, and like obviously there was this list that he could go off of. Uh, where again, spoiler for my name is Earl. He made a list of all the bad things he ever did after he was hit by a, claw, a car. Hence the origin of this discussion, and he tried to make amends by crossing things off of his list mm-hmm. every week. All right, so my name is Earl. Rewatch is going to be next after after down the hatch. We'll see you guys again yeah. for Earl in your ear coming twenty twenty two episode seven. Um, my question: about, I, have a, I have a name for you guys, New Earl, Old Guy. <laughs> <laughs> you really do love a rewatch, Akiva. Uh, for those who don't know, you have embarked on Mr. Rewatch, uh, uh, a New Girl podcast. Even though I guess for you, it's technically it's a first watch. It's a watch. It's just a watch. It's just a um, watch. Let me explain something to you and any listeners who who, who don't know me because I haven't been on Poetry Recaps in a while. Although we do have a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast that mm-hmm. is. Uh, May yeah, come back in the next couple years. Season, yeah, it's in season eleven. It was announced recently. It takes them like three years when there's no COVID to make a season. So I mm-hmm. don't think we're dude's rushing, not going but... outside. They're not. They're not yeah. doing an all virtual season. Of they Kurt. might. They might do a Zoom. Larry Zoom is going to be indoors in his house for a solid year and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a double masker. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. Well, you said that. I I don't really. I don't. Know, I haven't been working, so I have time to do as many podcasts as as I can. Why not? Sorry, I didn't mean to make it awkward. No, it's not awkward, Rob. You know, Rob brings it up every week. I just, you know, I'm, Akiva, uh, if, if I'm retired. A man, if a man approached you and mm-hmm. offered you a spot in Middleos Biotech Company and the offer to move to Portland, at this mm-hmm. point in your life, would you take that offer? Listen, I'm open. I'm open to interesting, all, all interesting trades. To quote, so if there's uh, anyone who's, who's listening and you've been you've been listening along so far, you don't know Akiva well, and you're like, that guy sounds really hireable. Uh, mm-hmm. You may be able yeah. to get a key at a bargain right now. Latex salesman. Something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. The question I keep meaning to ask is, so uh, we we know that uh, you would keep Lost on the air uh, for 16 seasons at mm-hmm. least, Akiva. How about in the universe of Lost? How would you do on the island? Uh, would you be like one of like the all-star uh, part of the core 14, the 14? Or would you be like a Nikki and Paolo type? You'd be hanging in the background. Would you not even be a Nikki and Paolo type? Would you never even want to get like put in, coach? I would be the cat. I, I always thought about like, you know, because 48 people crash, right? And we meet 14 plus Rose and Arts and, and a few others. But I don't think, have we ever filled in that we know all 48? Probably not, right? No, no, no. There's no. Joanna who drowned. In the, There's yeah, uh, in Sarah the, Stripes who's been seen in the background a couple there's times. There's a few like notable background players. Are they here. always the same ones in the background? Uh, a lot of them, them are. I mean, there's the whole, there's the whole, yeah. uh, yeah, Steve. There's and Scott, yeah, Scott and Froger. Yeah, Neil, mm-hmm. he's the Froger guy. He makes frozen yogurt. 
Yeah, I would be like Rose and Bernard, but like hoping that my, you know, like hoping my wife doesn't find out that we were like still there. She'd be mad at me about something. The no, I think, I think, um, I would be like, I, I, I would be, I would be avoiding arts, but I do think I'd be complaining. I wouldn't be one of the core fourteen, but I'd be like a guest star that is just like whining about what like what's the deal like all right when are we getting saved and by the way like what's for dinner what are we eating today? oh yeah so you would mm-hmm. be nikki and paulo then because essentially all we've seen so far of nikki and paulo is them complaining the entire time oh we're in the middle of the nikki and paulo story arc right now nikki and paulo you're yeah, so they, yeah so they don't have a lot more to do they're they've been in a few that, i guess that's why we left the island they're like we can't even be on the same island as nikki and paulo right yeah, now that's mm-hmm. basically it yeah they they have a really awkward shoehorning in where like they have sex in jack's tent Paolo, po- Paolo poops in the Pearl Station, uh, and then they're there. They happen to be there when Mr. Echo dies and attends his funeral, despite the fact that they don't even yeah. know him. You know, cool. What was the intent there with Nikki yeah. and Paolo? Was it like a- ABC was, was a. like, hey, we need some uh, no, some more the, sex appeal no, on the story? Uh, the way the story goes is that like there was a lot of like fan pressure of, of this question of like, well, who else is out there? Who else survived the crash? Why do we only ever see the core 14? Mm-hmm. So like, all right, well, let's just like elevate some random people from the background and just pretend like they've been part of it the whole time. And it didn't play. It played very poorly. I think a combination of like, uh, the fact that like that is very jarring, uh, but also that the characters that they created to support that idea were bad. Like they mm-hmm. basically just they'd already killed off Boone and Shannon, and they basically just made new Boons and Shannon. They made them vampires. Yeah. So that's what happened there, and they and they knew it, and they felt it, and so like all of the stuff that that you've outlined already, Mike, in terms of like what they've done in season three so far, I think that's like the vast majority of what they do in season three until they get buried alive. Like in the in the writing of the characters, I think pretty early on they're like, oh shit, this was a bad call. This is not mm-hmm. working. We have to bury them alive now. Just several episodes from now, we still got some time. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good one. You want to come back, expose? Check your schedule. Um, Check your schedule. Okay. Fair, fair Maybe good. season three, episode 17. So we'll just yeah. obscure the one. And we'll, <laughs> we'll have you guys back on. Carry the one. What do you, what did you guys make of, because obviously the others were sort of like the big mystery coming into this season. But I feel like this was really like the others just being like completely flat footed the entire time, uh, culminating in, in Danny Pickett getting shot. What did you think about the management of the others uh, during this episode as they're trying and failing to let Kate and Sawyer escape? Or even put another way, like, did you have did you have big others theories like going into the season because they were still pretty like hidden in the shadows and then how did your theories or even like maybe your expectations of the others measure up to the reality that they were just like a bunch of people in like khaki shirts running around eating eating burgers and shooting badly at sawyer i don't remember what do you think yeah well i feel like that in the beginning of the show they really set them up to be supernatural that they had like superhuman strength and then they kind of like pulled back the curtain and uh they were just sort of like uh like pretty like mundane middle management types i mean like no further than tom friendly who was Mm -hmm. the guy who kidnapped walt off the boat and then this episode he's hyperventilating and like hating the sight of blood and introduces himself as tom Mm -hmm. thing is we're gonna need the boy Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your lost infatuation. Yes, that was the height. That One probably that moment. I think that's the when the show peaks like that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll has, agree. Ex- Exodus, the season one finale is my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, the, like maybe the best scene or the best you know moment is the end of season three. But yeah, that's that's the best episode in my opinion. I mean, like you know, as far as the finales go, the the um remember when when the uh, when I, who is it that Kate and Sawyer are caught in the field? Is that earlier this season? And then they they think they have the numbers, but then there's like raise the torches mc game oh, yeah. says so that, right? was, and, that was last season where uh, okay. jack and sawyer and Locke go to meet the others in the middle of the jungle and yeah they light them up alex and they're surrounded by up, another appearance of tom don't like blood friendly uh and yeah. up a, a big thing here were you guys uh team jack and kate or team kate and sawyer were you team jate or skate at the time hmm it's a good yeah, question. I was, I was Jack and Kate, a hundred to zero. Sawyer is is very grating in this episode. Like he can never just speak a normal sentence. Everything has to be. Mike was saying, yeah, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very saucy Sawyer episode. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what annoys me about Sawyer that I feel like that his uh, beard is. Uh, I find it that how is it that he and I didn't have a beard uh, during the time of Lost, but he's got like this sort of like. Hulk Hogan, WCW era, like just like shoe polish beard. That's exactly like three day stubble for the entirety of the series. That is uh, just a like it's exactly the same. And then like flat iron hair uh, that I feel like that Sawyer's look. I felt like was always like uh, that. Uh, I'm, it took me out of it. Well, you know, there's a lot of different people with superpowers on Lost. There's time travel for Desmond. Walk and talk to animals. Superhuman sperm mm-hmm. for Jin. Yeah, he has super sperm. Uh, maybe for Sawyer, it's just that his hair is optimal. Right, like it is just mm-hmm. exactly what hair ought to be. Sort for of, we, we his talked actual in, hair and his facial hair. Well, we talked in season two though that like Kate gave him a haircut for a reason because his hair was looking real bad when he started getting sick. Get a little shaggy. Just get a little. And maybe mm-hmm. he was so distracted by his sickness that he couldn't use his superpower to regulate his hair length. Yeah, he was just using it to regulate his health. Hmm. Uh, but he's yeah, he's like Wolverine except with hair. You know, because Wolverine, like you'd shoot him, he'd be fine, he'd heal. Like with with Sawyer, like you could pluck some hairs from his head and they would just like nothing would look different. He would just look great. Yeah. So that, Everybody's grooming is like pretty on point. The like grooming I is think, very good on the island. You know, yeah, yeah. pretty well. That, attended as to. somebody who spent some time on an island once that the you know, everybody's clothes would just be like burnt. Everybody would look like hell. Uh, people are, are like very telephotogenic here how would you uh, throughout the entirety. yeah so as somebody who's who's been stranded on an island a couple of times how would you mm-hmm. do how would you do on the lost island rob would you be getting in on on the hijinks <laughs> to be junior firewood deputy bitch 2.0 for jack <sighs> yeah i think i'd be fine i don't know how much of a contributor uh i i would be to like uh i don't think i would be good at any of the gunplay that goes on on the lost island uh i think i'd be you know probably just one of the workers minding the camp I don't know. I think you'd be no matter what, you'd probably be a better shot than Danny Pickett and the others who couldn't hit Kate and Sawyer, who were like four feet in front of them this episode. Chatter in the mm-hmm. radio. You know, what I'd be really bad at. I feel like anybody on Lost is like uh, a tracker. It's like uh, you know, on Survivor, I used to like go to the well and like get lost and like could not come back from <laughs> the well. Like people are like, oh, there's oh, see that the twig is broken. Oh, they must be. Uh, I think they're probably a mile this way. 
So you're basically Sawyer who in one episode ends up following going in a circle like three times over. He just has no idea where he's going in the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie does that too. Charlie follows himself in a circle for a while. Mm-hmm. So you know you'd have company on that. Yeah, I'd be good at rationing the supplies. Yeah. Mike, yeah. you got any Nobody uh, would wor- nobody would worry that Rob would be eating extra food. Mike, yeah. you got you got any any uh you, I mean you're used to some games in your own RHAP B and B bubble. Uh you got any interesting Renap stuff? I do, I do here? indeed. Uh so we've done a few of them, but I have a few more. So one of your most infamous podcasts that you guys did on Renap was you attempted to name a baby. Uh yeah. you had been approached by two parents. Uh, not in Claire style to offer up the child, but to say, hey, name our child for us. And I consulted mm-hmm. with babynames.com, which I believe the creator of babynames.com yes, is, is who you worked with. And I looked up some names that were used in this episode. And basically, uh, I'm going to have you guys each guess for a name. What is the year in which the name was the most popular? And whoever gets it okay. closest gets the points. You basically have to figure out when in time from like 1950 to 2019 was this particular name the most popular for newborn babies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's start with Juliet, the main person behind this episode. Akiva, what year do you think Juliet was most popular as a baby? Uh, so when, did the, when did the name Juliet peak, you're saying? Yes, exactly. When was the most popular year to name your child Juliet? Where That was the thing everyone was doing on the street. Taylor Swift has that song. What is it? Marry me, Juliet. And then Juliet on Lost. I'm going to say 2007. Okay. I think I'm going to go the opposite direction. I I think it's an uh, older name. I'm going to say 1968. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get to choose? Yeah, of course you do. You're playing too. Uh, When did Romeo plus Juliet come out? Oh, Baz Luhrmann's hit film. I believe, was oh, I, oh, I thought you meant like the book. I was going to be like, I don't know, 1398. Uh, or <laughs> <laughs> Are we going antiquing? Um, that would be a great antiquing year. Uh, let's go. Let's go. 97. 1997. Well, you were close on Romeo plus Juliet. That was 96. But I'm going to give it to Akiva because apparently 2017 was oh. the year of Juliet. That is the most popular year for the name so far. Wow. wow. That's weird. Also, some Shakespeare nerds writing in. Yeah, Shakespeare's from 1590s, not 1390. <laughs> you also called it a book, not a play. So I'm congratulations on knowing a fact. Yeah. When did the book come out? <laughs> yeah, I like the book better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. You're like Stephen John Fishback Grisham is a better one. author than William Shakespeare. <laughs> oh man, you know I enjoyed, I watched the firm. Recently. Do you think there would be a movie from the 1400s that would be better than a movie from the 21st century? No, then why would books be better? They're not. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so you're saying that murder mystery is a better movie than like whatever adaptation of Shakespeare exists? Well, no. no if it was made movie. in, in do, you think, do you think there could be music from 1500 that's better than like you know the the like, Joseph the, and the Amazing Technicolor Dream? Oh, don't no don't no. come for Gregorian the- chants, Akiva. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna at you. Yeah. Gregorian chant Twitter is really upset with us right now. Mm-hmm. They, they tweet in all caps. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Rob, what year do you think is the most popular for the baby name Jack? <sighs> I feel like it made a comeback. Um, I will say uh, 2008. 
2008. Okay, Josh? Uh, I, I've met a lot of baby Jacks recently. The baby's Jack. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's recent then. I'm going to say 2016. And Akiva? I'm going to go like JFK era, like Rob did last time. I'm going to say 1967. Uh, the 60s, the time of Jack. I guess that does make sense if they're going for a short for John, but still wanting to acknowledge mm-hmm. the person. Uh, no, we're giving it to Josh because the most popular year for Jack was the most recent, 2019. It was the number 19 hmm. baby name, apparently. Wow. No, I know like four babies Jack. I guess I dodged a bullet in not naming my son Jack. I don't want him to yeah. be part of a crowd. I want him to stand out. Yeah. yeah. Asher peaked when Mike somewhere. named his kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. or I guess maybe in the time of the Bible, over the top. when yeah. when uh, Jacob, not from the, uh, not from Lost, but from the uh, Bible itself, names maybe from Jacob Lost. loves you. <laughs> exactly, the movie told us so, not the book. All right, Josh, when was the name Ben, not Benjamin, Ben, most popular for a baby name? Uh, well, if I know four babies, Jack, I know like four hundred people named Ben, so I don't know. Um, for that, let's let's go. Because a bunch of them around my age, let's, let's go mid mid eighties, nineteen eighty five. All right, Akiva, Benjamin. Yeah, that's a good guess. I'm going to say it peaks in nineteen ninety two. And Rob, uh, say two thousand four. You should have gone with the sixties, nineteen sixty two. Is uh, the correct answer. That was the peak Ben time. So, Josh, you get the point here. Really? Maybe they're all named after like Ben Kingsley. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, real Ben Kingsley. Fan. Who were the famous Bens back then? There's a lot of uh, Bens has been like very steadily a popular name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the stalwart names, I suppose. Like, no matter what the era, you could get away with naming your kid Ben without raising any eyebrows. And you know what? Unlike the star of My Name is Earl, Jason Lee, who named his child Pilot Inspector with a K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. All right, finally, Kate. Did you get hired as a publicist for <laughs> Jason Lee, Mike? I think I ended up becoming like the biggest backdoor Jason Lee fan. I watched Almost Famous mm-hmm. recently because it was the 20 year anniversary. He's in that too. So I don't know how I did it, but I became a, a Lee head overnight. Is that what they're called? Uh, I guess I'm coining that phrase now. This is the official year of the Lee. Uh, all Move right, for Lee. Yes, exactly. All right, Akiva, what year was the name Kate most popular for baby names? Okay. Um, there's Kate Middleton, but these are really U.S. only. I'm trying to think, like, wh- when did we peak as Kate's? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know if it's new or old. I'm going to yeah. say 2018. 2018. Rob? Yeah, I think it's newer. I'm going to say 2014. And uh, Josh? I'll say... Uh, the year 2000. In the year All right. 2000. It is. Yes. Thank you, Conan. But it was indeed the year we just actually just talked about before. 2007 was the year for Kate. Uh, so I guess, I don't know. Maybe, honestly, that could have been a lost thing. Who knows? Apparently, so. what Kate did was popularize the name Kate. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it's it's a little odd. I guess a lot of lost names are peaking in popularity now with Juliet and Jack. Ben is still way behind. Kate was around that time. I looked up Sawyer. I couldn't find anything except that Sawyer is a name that ironically means woodcutter, considering how many times he was seen shirtless chopping wood. That ends up making mm-hmm. a lot of sense. 
Sawyer was his last name, but it is a good name. I do think Sawyer could be used in the right setting. And I don't think anybody named their kids Hurley. Which is a shame. I think Hurley is a great name. Uh, although Hugo is his real name. Hugo yeah. is also a great name. Hugo I, Wiggler would be great. Okay, go for it. I, I think uh, oh, I didn't no, realize. Him, you call him Hugler. Hugler. Hugo Wiggler. What about for what about for a pet? Hugo. Is that uh, a good pet I know? Name? I know a lot of people who have pets named Hurley. A lot of people. Who How do you, you know a Hurley. lot of people who have pets named Hurley? I, I know. How like, many people do you know that we like start doing the math that you could know? I know. Like, I don't I even know, know a lot of people have pets. I know like three people who have pets named Hurley, and I feel like that's they a lot. cats or dogs. Uh, or turtles. One, one of them is a cat. Two of them are dogs. I feel like it's a better dog name. I think you, so too. I feel like Josh could knows. Oh, like a his... fat a fat cat named Hurley is kind of great. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Fat like, cat named Hurley sounds like the name of like a slam poem or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So how did it go, Mike? Pets names. I don't know my friends' kids' names. Yeah. Well, I don't know my friends' kids' names, so I know my friends' pets' names. <laughs> That's the way I care more about the animals than the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on here. The final thing I have prepared is not long ago, uh, Rob and Akiva submitted themselves to ninety-seven questions yes. from the listeners. I do not have ninety-seven, but I do have a few here in the form of "Would you rather"s, yes. um, mm-hmm. which I think are these from the listeners or are these from or Big Jeff? So these are these. You're not going to, uh, you know, talk about who, uh, you know, how the the audience thought of them. These are just you're going to answer as yourself. So we're not doing any sort of predictive stuff. This is just who you, as the person, would do in some lost themed which, would you rather's. Which cast member would we rather fornicate with? <laughs> now we're. I mean, we're not. Uh, I I did not put the Jate versus Skate on there. Okay. Uh, and you guys were also one episode off from Kate and Sawyer boinking in the cages in the middle Whoa. of the rain. Oh yeah, kind of a weak episode though. Yeah, I mean, that's the one where she's married to Nathan Fillion. It's a weird episode. It's a weird episode. Uh, but let's let's see how you guys would deal with some would-you-rathers. But let, let's talk about, actually, some of the lady folk. Uh, would you rather marry Juliet, Kate, Son, or Rose? Uh, now, this is hmm. Mary. Okay. Can we pick the same one, or we have to talk it through? I mean, you. I mean, you can each pick a different right. one. Kate's out. She's a psychopath. Yeah, um, psychopath. A, you, know, psychopath. Think, you know, it's a pointed she's son. A, with... She's a she's a murderer and a felon. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I could do it. You, uh, you don't have disappointment. She can kill son. me in my sleep and not yeah. b- bl- blink. Uh, yeah, you'd so. get blown up. You'd get. I mean, imagine yeah, how she disappointed. She burn you down. Yeah. Son's dad would be so ashamed no. of me. He would not. He would I, like, look, she's not working ever again. I, oh yeah, I, Mr. Mr. Pake isn't even hiring you, Akiva, to be his assistant and do his. No, he'd ice me out for yes. sure. So I can't marry. I like son, but I can't marry her because that no, that father in law is gonna gonna get you know get son, me. Uh, I'm sure she's a nice lady, but I was uh, ecstatic okay. when Jin and Son died on Lost. <laughs> they, they, they were. I I I hate showmances. Uh, <laughs> that they were schmoopy schmoopy time all the time. Did, what happened? That one of them could eat showmances in real life. Yeah, you just like hate yes. couples. Okay. Yes. And they, that, what, what what happened? And they, and they had like they the most idiotic storyline of like what what happened that did that oh, one God. that they one one couldn't talk and did the other get amnesia? It was well, yeah. There was there was that one storyline where in season six where Son forgot English. Uh, yeah, for, for come on. Time. It was it was so, it was uh, so dumb. Um, I hated all their flashback episodes, so no sun. And then it's really for me, I think, between Rose and Juliet. Uh, Rose just seems like she's 
This feels like a pretty easy Rose victory, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I could see, I could, I could see being the Bernard of, uh, you know, the uh, modern day Bernard. I'll go with Rose. Yeah, Rose seems like she runs the ship, uh, and mm-hmm. Bernard is just sort of lucky to be there, and that is like absolutely my marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would say don't sleep on Juliet because I think that as much baggage as Juliet might come with as seen as in this episode, like when she gets with Sawyer, she seems to be like a pretty damn good partner as well. And if you're talking about someone who can hold her own, uh, she can kill a guy mm-hmm. in cold blood to help protect you. I do. Yeah. Not be someone more loyal. Or than you her. could be the guy that gets hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. Just don't listen. Just let her walk first in the street when you're crossing the street together. And I think mm-hmm. you'll be fine. OK. All right. Take Rose. Well, would you rather die by either <laughs> blowing up while mishandling dynamite, being hit with flaming arrows, or getting shot by your own mom? Hmm. These are all bad shot. It's a very, very timely for the high holidays with its part, you know, in the prayer service. Like, who's going to die by stoning and who's yeah. going to die? I'd rather these, uh, these get blown up by dynamite. I think the dynamite is the way to go. It seemed, it's not, I know, might. Probably fast. <laughs> is that what you would, that, would those be your final words to keep as you're handling the dynamite? Yes. Uh, Go yes. out like JJ. For, what is this? What's You've happening? got some uh, Kiva on you. Oh no! I believe it was good times. Uh, oh, good times. Not not, what's yeah. happening? Well, yes. Yeah, I think I think rerun was what's happening. Yeah, JJ I, Walker was good times. Yes. Uh, mm. All right. Would you rather go on a road trip with John Locke? Mr. Echo or Ben Linus? I know Akiva's getting nowhere oh, near Mr. Ben Echo Linus. Mr. Echo driving? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. Echo, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Echo will not know. He, he, all these times, you assume he'd be in the side passenger seat keeping you yeah. company the entire ride. It is tough. Got to work backwards. I think Ben Linus would be intolerable. He's just too creepy, you know? I think, I think mm-hmm. Ben Linus would play a lot of head games with you to feel like yeah. he has to jockey for some sort of position you. in the car. Here's the, here's the real... All right, so if you're taking Ben Linus out, here's the deciding factor. In one corner, you're going to have John Locke, who is going to like have a lot to say about a lot of different things, and he could be you know, uh, a very active conversationalist. He seems to know a little bit about everything. I bet uh, you hear about a lot of conspiracies you, from uh, John yeah. Locke. Like, I think he's telling you, like, oh, oh, well, that's what they... They want you to think. Mr. Echo, uh, you think, you think John Locke is a big Joe Rogan fan? I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. Joe Rogan They've kind of resembles look. John Locke right now. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Echo's yeah. not talking to you, you know, and that might be great because, like, you can listen to your podcast or, you know, whatever. I'd go with Locke. Uh, but, like, the long stretches of silence might be uncomfortable after a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll take Locke. What do you think, Akiva? Yeah. I, I think Mr. Echo for me. I agree. He might not speak, and that might be nice on a long trip. You're like Locke is not. I mean, imagine stopping for snacks with like Ben Linus. I don't know. Just, <laughs> none of them. None of them are. All he wants yeah. is milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what about you, Josh? Yeah, I, I think I agree that Ben is probably out of the running. Um, I think I'd probably pick Locke because I think that. Locke is a guy who like eventually is like, you got to pursue your destiny. You got to do what you got to do. And like, I could turn to him at one point and be like, this has been a great conversation. And indeed it really was. I mean that, but now it's my destiny to listen to this audio book. So we can't mm-hmm. talk anymore. And so I think that he would like, let me nap. So like, I feel like I'd get the best of both worlds of a conversation. Plus uh, I'd be, you know, free to do my own stuff. I don't know. I do feel like John Locke has a propensity to tell stories, most of which end up being inaccurate. And I don't know if I would like, I'd be fine with the first. It's really not any further away than like your normal Uber ride. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I guess like, that's true. Yeah. Oh, standard. here's the thing. Who would you rather have as your Uber driver? Mr. Echo. No conversation. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I don't know. I think if I get in an Uber with Ben, he's going like, to convince me to be part of like an organ smuggling ring or something yeah. by the end of it. Drop me off at a warehouse. Whoever isn't going to talk to me, that's who, I, who I'll take. All right. Flashback edition. Would you rather live your life being on the co- the run from the cops with a bunch of aliases if you win the lottery, but you're cursed with bad luck or you're constantly jumping through time? <sighs> hmm. I think it's got to be the lottery. Like none of these are great choices. I don't know. Cause I feel like Josh, you and I are both cut from the same cloth in terms of our anxiety. I feel like as an anxious person, I would not be able to live with like me. As an anxious a- person, I wouldn't be able to live a life on the run from the <laughs> cops. And I certainly would not feel stable hopping through time. Yeah. So but I think are, time, these are it's... bad choices. All of them. I would yeah. take, I would at least take the money and hope that I could uh, buy some level of security. I don't I think know. I might go I, through time. I, yeah, I think with the lottery, my worry would be, like, at least when you ran from the cops, like, you did this to yourself. The lottery, you're doing probably unspeakable misery to people unintentionally, and that right. just feels like a nightmare to me. Because if I'm hopping through time, I'm, I'm hopping through, what, my own lifetime? Is it like a quantum leap? Yeah, I think, I mean, if we're doing it Desmond style, it's you're, you're hopping in your own body. So you could be reliving some of your most yeah. awkward days, but yeah. at the same time, you're, you but, know, but every I'm day move on to, Like, uh, if I wake up tomorrow and it's 1997, am I complaining? What about you, Akiva? Well, I would love to go back to 1997. The problem is homework. I think, like, I would, I would not be able to do homework mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. 1997. But yeah, the I good thing is, I, I, I'm, like, I'm up for time travel. Who wants to be in 2020? Let, let's tr- let's try. Yeah, a let's bounce year. around. Backwards. Right. I'd be very scared to go forward, though. Mm-hmm. Go forward. Right. At this, in the past, maybe, but now I. Why feel does like... Desmond go past where where he where he is now? Yeah, I don't think there's any sort of like uh, Peter Petrelli thing where he jumps into the future and takes a look at what will happen if Charles Winmore takes over and warns everybody. Oh no, I guess he does have flashes about the future. That don't necessarily yeah. end up coming true most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems the best. All right. Well, actually, speaking of that, uh, would you rather have the ability to see a possible future, talk to animals, or talk to dead people? Yeah, these are the the superpowers of Lost, right? Walt talks to animals. Hurley talks to dead people. Akiva, the future. You want to yeah. talk to any animals? Okay, first of all, dead people too spooky. That's out. I don't really want to have any conversation with animals. I can't imagine they have anything to add. Well, I'm, but I'm don't going you think this would be future. less spooky though, Akiva, if you could actually talk with the people? You know, is it is it that the idea that they're just so No, un- that's non-mission? much spookier that dead people can speak than dead people just lying in the ground. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them less spooky if they become zombies. Sorry. I don't know, like Yeah. I, I mean, what are they talking about? Are, are they, they like like, oh, I got to tell you, my wife, that there was a whole thing. Like, oh, please, come on. I just want to sleep. I don't, don't want to hear about conversations. This. Like, if they're like, hey, you know, you, did you see the Grom got injured during the podcast? We'd be like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing. I guess it depends on, like, are you having normal conversations? Or do they only have to talk about unfinished business with you? Or could you get that out of the way and then, like, carry on? I mean, Mr. Echo plays chess with Hurley, apparently, after his death. So, like, you'd have to imagine that they do move on to more normal conversations the more you talk with them. Shuffleboard. Yeah, exactly. I talked to animals. What, what was the first one? Helpful to talk to. Uh, see, uh, 
see the future. I'd rather see the future. Yeah, I'm going with future. Oh, not that I want to see the future. I just don't want to do those other things. I'll yeah. talk to the animals because uh, it's not like I have to. It's that I can. Uh, you would talk to all the animals named Harley. Well, it's clearly you care more about animals. Than I, would children ta- I would talk to my cats and stuff. That'd be fun. Like, could mm-hmm. you like stop attacking me in the middle of the night? Like, you seem to want to like be in my room, and I have to kick you out if you start attacking me. So, could you like not? And then finally, maybe my cat would be like, "I understand why you keep kicking me out in the night now, and I will calm down." Like, maybe if we were able to have a rational conversation. See, I don't know because I th- this is the reason why I've never been a big fan of like the telepathy of it all. The mind reading is like some things are left better a mystery, ironically enough, as we're talking about loss, that like, even if you're able to have a conversation with them, them having the ability to talk to you at any point in time, I feel like you're opening up a two-way street there that is going to have many, many of us come around and hit yeah. various things. And the whole idea of talking to animals is just going to be basically like, uh, finally, I can talk to my my dog or cat. And it's like, feed me, feed me, yeah, exactly. feed me, play with me, play with me, feed me, feed me. Can I feed, can I have that but ball? Maybe they'll feed understand. Me? Feed me. Can you give me a treat? Can I have something? They'll understand why I can't do all of that if I can like explain to them, like, no, I got to work. And if I don't work, work then work, I'll never be me. able to feed you. Yeah. I'll never be able to feed you. You have to let me work so I can feed you. I don't think they have much to say. They, well, they don't have a lot of empathy, I think, is the mm. problem. Yeah, I think yeah. you have to really... I think the problem is if they have to talk, you'd have to get them educated as well, That'd right? Be, you'd have to, like, have yeah. them start watching programming to sort of, like, have more interesting conversations with them. Because to Rob's point, you're just going to be bouncing the same couple subjects back and forth. All right. Right. Well, Akiva, right you can talk to your kids, right? But it doesn't mean that they understand what you're trying to set, tell them. No, they don't. They don't. That, that doesn't. In, that doesn't give them the power to talk back. Can the I theory. have a snack? No, it's a. It's, can I have a snack? No, I just said no. Can I have yeah. a snack? What yeah. snack? Yeah, it should be. You can. You can talk reasonably. Like you can talk. Mm-hmm. You can. You can negotiate with your animals. <laughs> That's super, you can negotiate with animals. That would be a good superpower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can speak to your animals, and your animals will uh, uh, communicate back with you with empathy in their hearts. Don't worry, I can haggle with this horse. Yeah, that great deal. Uh, so I know normally a Renap episode ends with you guys like. You know, negotiating what goes on the wheel mm-hmm. uh, to determine what your next show is going to be. Once upon a time, Mike and I uh, operated under the premise of a frozen donkey wheel, yes. which is very similar to the to the Renat wheel. Uh, to the point where we we uh, fully give you full credit for for the mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, no, our IP lawyer is still looking into suing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was very generous of you to come onto the podcast, even in the middle of all the litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the event that we ever need to spin the frozen donkey wheel, because this is like a consequence. Uh, yes. We don't ever want to do. Uh, we haven't so, had to do it in a yeah, while. And, and from what I understand, so originally you have built it as sort of like a mechanism to make sure the episodes would not yeah, be over a certain make, length. Yeah, to make sure that they would never go over That's 108 minutes. And, yeah, but now we, you we, have we, it... We did, the, we did what Alexander Chester did, essentially multiplied by three. But surprise, surprise. And we were talking work. to a fellow podcast that often mm-hmm. runs, you know, two plus hours work. every it week. Work. It did not work. It didn't yes. work. Uh, but so now, now you have a penalty if yeah. your episodes are too short. Yeah, if it's under 108 minutes. But this this won't count because it's mm-hmm. a bonus podcast. So this is like uh, we've we've bought ourselves some time with doing a bonus podcast here that if we ever go under again, we'd be like, oh, well, we did the Renap episode. So, yeah, we can do a mini down the hatch mailbag here. If you guys have any oh. what what you think are like, what would be like a good yeah, good bonus lost podcast? Okay, what's a good idea? Have you guys ever looked at like the twenty loft spinoffs? Like, what if in one Mike week you watched did. all of them? Yeah, did 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I did not watch, watch them. All. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's only a test that you and myself and Jordan Parhar would do, Akiva, uh, mm. once upon a time. But yeah, myself and, and uh, Ben Martell and John Kraskos, yeah, though, though maybe to your point, it could be something where like we pick either the best one or the most ridiculous one and actually watch a couple yeah. of episodes of them and talk. Because really, we were just talking about the concept of them in that podcast. So uh, I think I've heard you talk about, Mike, the lost video games. Uh, mm. what, what about if, if you uh, went on Twitch and played a lost video game? I'd be down for that if, if Josh is. If we can find a copy of I think of there was lost... one like on PlayStation, right? Yeah, there was Lost Via Domus was, I believe, the PlayStation game that came out. Actually, I think it came out around like 2007 or so. You can mm-hmm. play my, uh, the Lost sequel that I created on my Animal Crossing Island. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely going to be on there. We can run around and do that. That got this mm-hmm. big game. It's very elaborate story involved with all of that. Is there a lost board game? Uh, there's got to be a lost board game. I don't think there is. I feel like if there is, it was really? like in the, it was in the seen it way of like the uh, oh, have like the DVD game where you answer. No, lost, uh, lost the game. Oh, uh, board game. Cardinal Industries. Uh, it is based on the hit TV show, so you know it's got to be good. Let's yeah. see. Okay, released uh, two thousand six. Gameplay takes place on a modular hex board reminiscent of Settlers of Catan. Players take turns exploring the island, recruiting tribe members, beating encounters, and trying to neutralize, kill, or trap opposing player characters. So you're playing one of the the core seventeen, and essentially it's it's sort of like it's a mix of betrayal at, at House on the Hill mixed with magic and talisman. All things that I'm sure Akiva just completely went over his head as we're talking about this all. Uh, talisman yeah no i'm in <laughs> <laughs> all right well josh i think there's a way i mean you and i uh you know once things settle down we could get together in person and try, to, try like to play that, this here all the best dream daddies mm. Ooh. yeah i don't think there's a lost themed patch of dream daddy yet unfortunately unfortunate who would be the dream daddy on Lost? Sawyer? Oh, it's, it's, it, no, it's Jin's dad. Uh, we have dubbed him King Daddy Kwan. He he's is the like, best dad on the show, for sure. Yeah, yeah, he is the nicest. You only like, see him twice, and he's like a really sweet guy. He's yeah, really nice. down-to-earth, practical man. Not a bad uh, thing you could say about him. And in a Do show Rose that is Bernard right, have kids? No. No, they no, don't. No, no kids. Because Rose had well, cancer so before coming to the island. Well, beyond that, they also met when they were both senior citizens. All right. Yeah. Well, they could have kids with other people. I suppose hmm. that's true. They don't have kids together. Oh, that'd be interesting if Bernard had a hoe in a different area code. <laughs> Mike? <laughs> we should just cut on that. <laughs> I don't know that there's anything else to add. To no, the- I, think, I think that should be the last thing. I think you should cut to black right there. I wish yeah. I was, yeah. The that's, the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the bomb. I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, it's Robin's Robin's Robin's, Yeah, if you could see the video, Robin's dying over there. Uh, yeah, maybe let's uh coordinate booking the studio time uh for future reference. Is that like the other part of the island because he was a tally? Is that what the the other area codes are? Yeah, that's different area codes of the island. It's the the station area, the flame area code, the arrow area code, the arrow code. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on anymore. (laughs) 
This is great, though, guys. It was it was lovely, and this is like a little bit of a warm up for you've got episode one hundred of Renap coming up. That's, oh, we've got it. Yeah, spectacular R- recording tomorrow. What's going to happen? Can you give a tease? Because this will come out uh, like a day or two before Renap one hundred, I expect. And you guys haven't really like so you haven't recorded it, so you don't even know exactly like what you're in the store for. Hmm. And we know the format, right? It's going to be an award show slash roast, and um. Then there's the Royal Rumble afterwards, like all good award shows. <laughs> and then there's the mailbag. Does oh, it go straight that, is, to the Royal Rumble this week? Is that, is that how, they're, that's how they're doing the Emmys this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. A- Emmys are yes. going straight into the Royal Rumble. Yes. Okay. The Jimmy, Jimmy Kimball Jimmy is going to be the first guy in, at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, that's what, as you win awards throughout the night, you earn a place in the Rumble. And you just have to stay in the ring as long as possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I got a lot going on. All right. And then a mailbag. And mailbag. So, congrats on a hundred episodes. Can Call us talk, for can Rob uh, and I talk like logistics of Renap on this podcast for a minute, or should we wait till this is over? No, you can do it. I mean, that's yeah, sort of okay. the tradition, right? Rob, should we have a should we have like a listener call in mailbag? What do you think? Listener call in mailbag? Like, no, we, I think we, we, no, I think that's just fine. a regular mailbag for a hundred. Yeah. there's nothing special we should do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're already doing something special. Yeah, just, we have a lot of just things special. together. Special. All right, fine. Hmm. It would be funny if we like, give out the I, number and have like four people call in. When I also think like you guys have talked about possibly having people on for the recording of the podcast. I think it would be weird to have them experience one part of the podcast live without experiencing the entire thing. That's live. what I'm saying. Yeah. Let people have the whole uh, extravaganza. You can give me. I'll call. If you tell me when to call, I can just call you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just yeah, if you have an idea, do you have a pitch? Like for a for an episode of yeah. Renap, yeah. Um, no, but you give me the night, I can I can come. Yeah, up I believe me. Josh, you did not roast us on that episode, right? Do you want to roast us now to say goodbye to this episode? Um, no, I didn't roast you guys because I love you both. If you were Chester, I'd roast you. Mm-hmm. You're so soft. You gotta roast the ones you no, love. No, I don't. I don't. I've got nothing negative to say about either of you. Something nice. You know, I realize. I really you can't tie your shoes, you dummy. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all I got. There's gonna be a lot of shoe tying jokes. I'm sure. Uh, Akiva <laughs> is to Ben Linus as Josh Wiggler is to Alexander Chester. I just realized in terms of just mm-hmm. like someone who's very sight just sickens them. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm podcasting think, with Chester. Yeah. yeah, Ben Lyons has a lot of uh, spreadsheets. Yeah, Rob, you know imagine. that that yeah. uh, Chester is, uh, uh, you know, pulled Josh Wiggler into his Curb podcast yeah. this week. Too. Yeah, I'm going. Wow, on, I'm going on the Curb podcast uh, for the. The first ever Marty Funkhauser extravaganza. Yeah, I was invited to be on one uh, one episode, and it was to execute a, a very uh, tasteless idea. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a bad idea. Akiva, should I, I, I have don't... said no to the Curb podcast? No, no, I don't think they have any bits planned for you. But they had a bit with yeah. Rob, and I yeah. told no, them. No, I think they realized that the the way you they had a they had a bit that, that was like uh like don't well, even why get into I just, it. Yeah, get 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 myself canceled. Yeah, with, just cancel uh, yourself beforehand. Don't even go on. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe idea. they realized through Rob's cancellation of like, oh, well, the reason we get people we should get people into bits by not telling them beforehand. So Josh, mm-hmm. you might unintentionally be involved without realizing. No, it. I was asked up front, and I was like, I I, I didn't even respond to the email. Well, I will say, uh, Josh, tell tell them when you go on the podcast that I said uh, that that they offered to pay two hundred fifty dollars per guest appearance on that podcast. Oh, so I'm going to make money. Yeah, yeah, Chester, tell him like make Chester feel really guilty yeah. that he has okay, to write great. your Okay, great. No, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, you guys make no money for being on this podcast. We can't afford your rates. Well, it's our show, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, but it's, in, but it's in our feed. We'll get mm-hmm. syndication. We'll get the syndication. All right, one. you get this one. Uh, in, yeah, in, yeah, down the hatch is not made syndication. How about this, Akiva? In, in five years, you can put this episode of Down the Hatch in the Renap feed. <laughs> Fair enough. Rob, do you think this is our destiny now? We're just going to be guesting on TV Rewatch podcasts when they get to season three, episode seven for the rest of the time? Oh, wow. I mean, that could be a big business. I don't know if it's big business because they just mm-hmm. said they're not paying us. But it's a decent I, commercial. Do you have a short link, Rob, for for Renap? If people are down the hatch listeners and they don't go and listen to Rob and Akiva need a podcast, how do they find you? Just go to uh, Rob has a website dot com slash R A A N A P. Yeah, and you've talked about a lot of television in the past with the season three, episode seven, right? You've done Alf. You've done mm-hmm. Golden Girls. You've done Stay by the Bell. You have yet to do My Name is Earl, but that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. And you've done some modern television, yeah. too, right? I think we should have done the whole full ALF uh, rewatch. You think we should do an ALF rewatch? <laughs> should we start an ALF? Should I start? Imagine if I like told my wife tomorrow, like, yeah, I'm starting an ALF podcast. I, was, I would start an ALF podcast with you. I've rewatched most of season one. <laughs> yeah, you got into ALF. I've Your kids got it. into ALF a little bit, right? I've never watched Alf. Yeah. Uh, can we call you guys the Mel Men if you do that rewatch podcast? <laughs> the Mel the Men. Mel Mac Daddies. Yeah. Alf on a shelf. Yeah. Um, oh, Alf on a shelf's not bad. Maybe for maybe for uh, good for the holidays. Holiday season. If you're like not because Elf is like very Christmas. It's like non-denominational. It's Alf on a shelf. Oh yeah, you that's need like good three... quarantine content. Like whoever's got the Alf rights could could produce that very. Yeah, I think easily. the other 364 days of the year, I agree with Akiva. You need constant vigilance. So I think just having Alf on your shelf at all times. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll eat the cat if you don't if you don't behave, mm-hmm. Jimmy. Yeah. He oh, does not be, communicate with animals. That would be tough if, if I could communicate with animals as Alf was eating my cats. And the cats were like, help, why didn't you do more, Dad? Mm-hmm. You don't need more of a friend relationship? You think they consider you like their parent? No, I think, I'm, uh, I think I'm their father. Wow. But I don't know. It's possible that they... Well, they, I've had the, the, my old they, cats. They probably were... in charge also, yeah. to be fair. The cat, the old cats thought I was just sort of like, like the you're roommate. their servant. I think the cats, you're not yeah. their father. God, please. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I would uh, love for your cats to start calling you Garcon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's turn this podcast Garce off. Uh, this is a great time with Robin Akiva getting lost uh, with Renat 100 around the corner. Uh, and then Mike, we've got flashes before your eyes will be in front of people's ears here on the Down the Hatch feed in just a couple days. So Yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, imbuing ourselves with Robin Akiva's Would You Rather superpower of being able to look forward in time and also jump through time. We're finally getting some, some of the weird, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff that Lost has to offer, and it will not relent for some time. So look forward to that. That podcast will be coming your way very shortly. Tons of other stuff going on on Poster Recaps as well. So just subscribe. Get all the things. Get all the things that we're doing here. Uh, anything else, Robert Akiva? Uh, no, I'm excited to hear Mike's roast on episode 100 of Renap and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and see how, how you both fare in the new Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, I think you guys will both be in the Royal oh, Rumble. No. I we don't know who's in it. We're assuming, we're assuming you'll be in there. I hope yeah, I'm as I well dressed as I was last cut. time. <laughs> what were you wearing last time? I think I was wearing like a vest and a tie and a, a nice button yeah. down shirt. Probably not good dress for the Royal Rumble. Uh, so we, we shall see. Maybe I'll be tatted out in lieu of my new tattoo adventures. Mm-hmm. 
They gave you okay. mustard colored pants last time. I've never worn mustard pants. Mm-hmm. I think so. that was a hint, Josh. You should start. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm in the Royal Rumble again and I've got mustard pants on, I think that's a sign that I want to... No one, no one's going to match David Bloomberg, though, for, like, accuracy of Avatar to person. That was incredible. No, I think that's mm-hmm. Alexander Chester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're looking forward to that. So uh, make sure that you're subscribed to Renap if you are not already. And we'll be back with another episode of Down the Hatch soon. Take care, everybody. Bye. We've been inside for so long now I think it's time to get out of town We could go to Arkansas See the rock that's little Or maybe Omaha Meet me in the middle Let's go put on the sickest barbecue Things might get dicey if the guys start to fight over you So drop the hot dog Put down your vodka in lime Or get the mustard It's karate time the part of the song to use in your TikToks. I'm all alone. I've just been sitting here waiting for the summer. Is it possible that I'm getting dumber? I just got ghosted. I got no response from her. Same number. Gotta get off my phone because my heart knows. Virtually we can